Welcome to Heathen in the Hedge. This is a podcast about marriage, magic, and beyond. I'm Shay. And my name is Merlin. And today, we're going to be talking about love magic, the deities associated with love magic, and sex magic. So, yeah, it's going to be a very... Uh, sexy time today. It's gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a touchy filly episode. That's for sure. Um, since this is the, we're naked right now. No, we're not. Just kidding. So since we are, <laughs> so since we are um, on this week of Valentine's yeah. and just that love is in the air, we thought that we should keep the theme going by talking uh, more about, um love and yeah. and specifically since today is witchy wednesday we thought it'd be yeah. perfect to talk about sex magic and um love magic and love spells and yeah we got just some all of that we got um, some questions about love magic on one of our social medias so we thought we'd just tackle that with rope it into today's episode because it is related and absolutely yeah and we've got a little bit of information about uh some deities that are associated with love and yeah. uh just all kinds of really great information so i am looking forward to this episode today yeah it should be a just, fun one yeah and just getting to uh kind of get to the nitty gritty so do what do we want to start with i would say like let's just start with our first what are your thoughts on love magic let's just start there okay um well for me personally I, so I would say that love magic is a really underrated type of magic, mm-hmm. but I think in the ways that uh, that has had like a bad rep, you know, for sure, a lot of people have used it um, in the light of it kind of looking a little bad and uh, like spiritual kidnapping, right? Exactly, <laughs> and I have kind of uh, looked at it as a way to focus it more on myself but i think for sure. that um it even though it, it it covers all of those realms because it's such a wide span like when we say love like we'll get into that but this this um in particular love magic just covers so many bases um i think that that's one of the things a lot of people don't think about is what i like about love magic is that it does it, it actually does have a scope like it, it does co- it covers ma- marriage it covers family it covers community it covers just a lot of ground so i think that um in a way yeah it, i don't do a lot mm-hmm. of love magic but i do feel like it's definitely like an underdog i think it's until we started doing our research i didn't think i did as much love magic as i mm-hmm. do because i'm definitely not into like you know love spells as in like what you think of as love spells but right. i do like home protection magic and some of the stuff like that that all falls into the umbrella of love magic i guess i i guess i do practice a little love magic right exactly yeah it does have a scope so i think that that's what's really gonna be um super really super fun today for our episode is uh i think this is gonna open a lot of people's eyes to some things they may have not realized was a part of love magic. Which yeah, for I think sure. That we also kind of. I got. learned some stuff for sure. Yeah, we learned some things too. So, that, like, this is um, a fun experience to share because I'm, I'm glad that we're learning new things as well. Our next question is: Do you uh, know any deities, gods, goddess, goddess associated with love and love magic? I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Um, in the Greek pantheon, you've got Aphrodite. She is the goddess of love, lust, and beauty. And then Eros, I think is how you say that. He is the god of love and sexual passion. And I also learned that he is also like the protector deity of homosexual love. So there's, that's pretty cool. It is really cool. Um, Egyptian, you've got Bess, the god of music, dance, and sexual pleasure. And then Hother, I think is how you say that. She is the goddess of love, sky, beauty, and music. So the Egyptians associate 
they associate um, music with sex and love and pleasure. Um, and so what are the gods that you've worked with? Me personally, and I haven't worked with these two gods a whole lot, but I have a little bit. You've got in the Norse pantheon, you've got Freya, who is the goddess of love, beauty, fertility, war, and death. And then her brother, Freyr, who is the god of fertility, peace, and pleasure. And Freya is more of like a sex goddess. Like she is like physical beauty, like in all of the Eddas and the stories of Freya. Like there's always somebody like trying to come and get her hand in marriage because she's supposed to be like this like unimaginably beautiful goddess. And her brother, her twin brother, who also at one time was her lover. <laughs> so oh you've, you've got a little incestuous love in there. Um, he, he is more of like a self-love God. Mm -hmm. Like he's definitely the one you would go to cause he's all about like pleasure and, um, like peace, like he's about like inner peace, like peace overall. So like you've got like external love from F Freya and her brother is more like internal, like love yourself. So those are the two I know of. And then, uh, and, and, and like, how have you used them? Um, well, mostly like nature. I always associate them with like nature and fertility and abundance because that's another part of like love magic that is in the scope of love magic is mm -hmm. abundance. Cause fertility doesn't always mean like making babies and having sex. Like right. fertility also can mean like, um, like Just being kidding. prosperous right. and like abundant in your life, right, right. which is, you know, that's a good way to look at it. If you are maybe not in the binary of like, uh, like, that type of like gender identity. Like if you're more fluid in your gender identity, I think that's a good way to use fertility in your magic and have it not mean like sexual fertility or right, like, right. yeah, reproduction. Definitely. Like for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, I have worked with Freya a little bit. Yeah. Um, I've also, work with Aphrodite a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think those are like the ones that when you're just starting out in like sure. the craft, okay, you're not, yeah. you're kind of like gravitating towards the ones that are like the most well-known. That you, if you Google love magic and goddesses, yeah. those are like almost the always first, the first the two first that pop 30, up. Yeah. Right. So, but um, one that I had like specifically was um, I was doing some <clears> magic <throat> uh, not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had kind of like this spiritual presence approach me mm -hmm. and um, it was actually Frigg. So, so that was really cool. I forgot to even rope her in that because she's like the like, right. like so she family is, love. Right, kind she, of. Is, she is like a goddess of, um, yeah, like marriage, family. The home. Yeah, like the home. Yeah. Unity, that kind of thing. And uh, she's also the wife of my patron deity, Odin. Right. Yeah. And so I really was, um, I was in, I was really kind of surprised when I kind of put it together, like who it was that I was mm -hmm. kind of like connecting with. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was really nice. Like it was nice to kind of um, have like this, uh, this sense of warming yeah you know, totally. like, like it was more just like a like a matronly type of love yes like a like a very um very motherly yeah like a very like elderly like this is your elder type of love type of feeling she definitely puts off like the the crone energy yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and like so that was really nice like i think that um it was it was a different like I wasn't trying to mm -hmm. go that route, but when I said like in my spell, like I need something to make me feel better about my situation, mm -hmm. that was what came to me was family love. Like yeah. I needed a, a, a love to bond me stronger to my family. And so that was kind of nice because like I said, I think that we always think of like um, love spells or like love magic and we just think like, relationship type love but it's a lot more than that yeah for sure
What are some crystals that you associate with love? Other than like the pink ones, <laughs> like 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 rose quartz and uh, ruby I and jasper, I think I saw. Yeah, which we've already talked about that a little bit in a former episode, so we don't really have to touch on that a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, I um definitely. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of ones that I wouldn't usually like associate directly with love i saw amethyst on the list yeah yes yeah um i would say man i don't know that's really hard for me that is because there's a the list is so long and i'm trying to think of like what i could incorporate into that. well let's do what about herbs like are there any herbs well, yeah, that you would associate know, with love i definitely love? know that one um you are the green witch. I do know some herbs. So obviously, um, if you are looking to use herbs in your magic that have to do with love or um, self-love or just attracting that kind of energy, um, we have some of my favorites, which are Damiana. Mm -hmm. um, such, a, such a good one. It technically, like what it does to you physically is it just kind of like opens up those those uh juices gets yeah you, gets you flowing Ooh. helps you juicy uh, yeah helps you get uh the sexual arousal you may be looking for mm -hmm. um but but for the most part it's just very good with like the the dilation um there is also like chamomile chamomile actually, so it's actual physical juices it does yes. oh i thought it was like Real juicy. Emotional juices. It's no, really juicy. It's really juicy. Um, Goodness gracious. Chamomile is actually a uh, doesn't really have anything to do directly with love, other than that it is like a symbol of love. Um, I mean, obviously, obviously. Also, like well, I've found when I drink like chamomile tea and stuff, it gives you like a really warm, fuzzy, like yeah, good feeling. So I could see that opening up for like sexual and intimate magic. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of the ones on the list that does like represent like a loving energy, um, as well as rose. Don't drink too much, or you'll be tired for sex. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's, um, as well as Rose. And then also like a couple of other ones that a lot of people don't think of are um, like red raspberry. Okay. It is actually like physically really good for like the female reproductive system. Mm -hmm. So that's why they kind of associate that with like a love slash fertility herb. Yeah. Um, because it it is good for when you're going you know okay and if you're if you're trying okay. to come of an abundance with babies that would probably be what okay. I'm going for you um i have also seen have, like motherwort as well oh that yeah is, yeah is, is, is like seen as like a very feminine um energy mm -hmm. loving energy type herb so like there's a lot of herbs that go into this category um and i actually have a tea on my website that is um got a lot of like loving herbs attached to it you could put the link to that tea well, no, i'm on not the, gonna put any no. links i don't i you don't want to do that no no i don't what if you put a recipe so i don't want anyone to look for it oh, okay, I, gotcha. will, I will definitely put a recipe in the description there you a, go a very small one for if you'd like to make um a small love tea for yourself if you are lazy and you don't want to make the tea for yourself i have one on my website and you are more than welcome that's what i'm saying to find me and get it for yourself yeah just uh hit us up in one of our yeah find inboxes us on, our on social media trust me, you will get it like if you find us on facebook you'll know yeah um because you'll be able to find me mm -hmm. and my page and then you'll be able to find my links and yeah and all of that maybe i'll add the link onto our tree i think tree, that's a that's a really tree. good idea that's a good but idea we'll 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 talk about that another time so what about let's see da, 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 da. What are the do's and don'ts of love spells? I would say um, just make sure you're real. I mean, it's just like any other spell, but make sure you're really, really, really specific when you're doing a love spell. Mm -hmm. And because um, I I mean, they can backfire just like any spell. Um, what yeah. about you? I was going to say, like, just making sure that um, if you are doing any kind of love magic, that um, your energy is mm -hmm. really clear. Mm -hmm. 
um, because you don't want to be doing any kind of love magic, especially if you're feeling emotional yes, or volatile or um, anything that would corrupt the, the magical energy itself. And um, especially, I would say, like, just know... Just know what you're attaching your magic to. That's yeah, all I have sure to say. Like, make sure you're really that clear about your intentions. Well, I was gonna say, if you're doing a spell to get with someone that you are, I mean, whatever you may be using it for, make sure that whatever it is that you are trying to get is actually going to be good for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, the last thing you want to do is attach yourself to something that is negative. Yeah, some and that toxic. is bad energy that is toxic and then you have to spend a lot of time trying to detach yourself from that so yeah. i mean there's ways to know there's i mean there's ways to know and uh you know that i've could... seen something before and said to myself that's something that would be really great for me i know it'd be good for me like that's something i'm trying to work towards that i would want to attach myself to yeah and um sometimes when it comes to love we can be a little bit blinded so for sure it's really important that like if you are going after something especially if it's a person make sure that that's going to be in your best interest like yeah for sure yeah that would be my my do's list with this question we could sidestep into the other topic that we were looking at because it's a lot for like charging and energy clearing and like possibly Right, yeah, so we can yeah. add that to, like, the do's list. You guys, do sex magic. Sex magic, okay? yeah. So um, we both agree that well, um, I'll sex give you, magic does have really positive benefits to it. I'll give you the definition, if you yeah, want, like, ahead. the definition of it. Sex magic is defined as any type of sexual activity used in mag magic, ritualistic, or spiritual pursuits. One practice of sex magic is using sexual arousal or orgasm with visualiz visualization of a desired result. Nice. That's a basic yeah. definition. Um, it also suggests, and I would agree with it, that you don't really want to use sex magic for like material things like right. money or just anything that's material because it's more... I mean, there are people who use sex magic you can. for money, but you can, they, and they I say, have. They say, like, you know, like <laughs> for example, you know, if you need a new car, okay, yes. sex magic isn't really going to be the, the the type of energy no. for that. No, but but why we say do sex magic is because um, there is a lot of great positivities that come with it. Um, for sure, when you're not, I mean, you can you can use it to. So let's. Let's start with the basics, but pretty much mm -hmm. what we can use sex magic for. That is the do's, the positives. Um, um, so obviously being able to strengthen your connection with someone else. Yes. Being able to amplify your own energy. Yes. Being able to um, cleanse yourself or. Or building a connection with yourself. More right. of a spiritual, spiritual connection with like. Or a sexual you. connection. Sexual connection. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, becoming more. Um confident giving yourself more power um allowing yourself to um be cleansed and it's really um, good for healing like yeah, spiritual healing. healing yes exactly um it has a lot of positivities like when it comes to self mm -hmm. like if you are wanting to work on yourself yes the great thing about sex magic is it doesn't have to be done with another person no you, this is all about Honestly, I think that, that I would recommend you do it alone. It's actually safer, I would say, alone yes. because you... I would say you would do it alone. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you... If you because when you're doing it with someone else, you've got, if you're not 100% on the same page, yes. you've got... Go ahead. It's like any kind of, like, ritual magic or, like, coven magic because mm -hmm. you... I mean, there are good, solid, strong ritual magics and coven magics, but you also have to, like... You always have to have in the back of your mind that... The other person's intention may not be the same as yours. They, they may have some sort of hidden agenda potentially, or maybe some negative buildup that you don't know about mm -hmm. that, that could affect your spell. And sex magic is extremely powerful when you use it right and when you use it wrong. Absolutely. And I just think maybe a little self sex magic is the best. It's the safer alternative.
and the results are like exponentially more accurate Mm -hmm. when you do it solo Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so that's that's why i would definitely say like that's a that's a do like if you're gonna if you're gonna do any kind of love magic do sex magic and do it yeah do some research do it alone for sure it's best to get um some of the best ways to do it is to um do a meditation yeah beforehand or even write like a mantra or something that you're able to kind of like repeat in your head um or if you've ever looked into like tantric masturbation or tantric yeah, that's sex also another one as well. it's very it's similar to that it's basically that exact same thing mm-hmm but a little more manifest manifestation and magic involved. Right. Right. It's, it's all about pretty much like in the act of the moment, that energy that you're creating as you're building up towards your explosion (laughs) is also a metaphor for your energy. And so it is um, meant to, you know, you can use it to explode your energy outward. You can use it to absorb energy inward. For sure. Um, it, there's a lot of really good ways to use it. So I, I could even, I'm never, like e- go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's it. I was just saying, I, I just like had it. a thought. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was thinking like if there's, I think sex magic could potentially be, if you want to do some deity work, maybe a way to like build a relationship with what some of these like sex and love goddesses and gods, like mm-hmm. potentially if you wanted to do that. Cause I mean, if you're looking to charge yourself with external energy, I mean, what's what better than to summon a god or a goddess or yeah, some some lusty, well-intended demon that right. <laughs> wants to help you out? <laughs> of course, but always, always, one hundred percent in protection. Of yes. course, um, if you're planning to do any kind of magic, always just protect yourself in yeah. whatever way that looks like for you for sure um, we're not going to tell you you know what to do yeah there's so but many ways obviously you know just try to make sure that you're protecting yourself for sure um but um, um let's get back into the questions why would you consider love magic to be a dark magic so kind of like what we were saying earlier um what i have observed in the past is uh what a lot of us would know as uh, that that overtaking lust lusty love mm-hmm. that can happen with love magic and um, the way that it can go oh so wrong. I so think- trying to use it to conjure a love between you and someone else, especially, you know, let's say if this is maybe a person who you've had some history with. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just, um, someone that you've potentially had in and out of your life and you're trying to, you know, find a way to keep them there longer. Yeah. Anything that you might be doing that could hinder that other person from doing what they would usually do is probably not going to work in your favor. No. Like, I think that we have to, um, think about love magic kind of needs to match up with the patterns of the situation. Yes. It kind of has to be organic, right? You can't necessarily will an entire situation to happen knowing like that. That's not, that's not, you can, but it's not going to be healthy. Right. Typically. Like like, like, IE, for example, if you have a spouse who let's say is military yes, and they're constantly always wanting to go overseas, but you're not a fan of it. And you're constantly saying like, I just want you to stay and, quit the military and just be home with me and if that's not what they want to do and you try to will it into existence like all right i'm gonna do a spell to make him quit the army and stay home with me who knows what that could be that could spiral into his depression into his sadness into a whole deep dark hole that probably would have not happened had you just allowed and he or she wouldn't even know keep going he or she wouldn't even know the source of it. It'd right. probably just cause this like huge empty right. welling in them. And but we do have to hit. remember that that energy does still exist. Like For when, sure. when you're putting out this energy of wishing something, wishing anything like, Oh, I wish he would, or, Oh, I wish she would, or, Oh, I wish that I loved myself enough. That energy that you're putting out is partially doubtful. And you've got to like put a stamp and a stake into it to say, I am in control of the situation. 
Because I've always found that saying, like, I wish or I like asking for the things that you want is like basically you're it, that's negative magic. You're pushing it away from you. Whereas like I would, I would always usually in my spell work, I'll typically word it as if I already have it and that I'm thankful for having it. And that's positive creative magic. Right. So, so the reason that love magic, it really rides the line of, of, like I said, like good and like, like light and dark, pretty much not good because there's really like no good or evil, but light and dark. Um, the dark side of magic really comes into play when we're dealing with the sources of things that may potentially be out of our control. Yeah. When we bring in other, uh, spirits or sources or people or emotions or feelings, things that could easily go left. And most um, of the time it's going to be the emotion side gets, of it because right, you're going to be, you're getting into your like selfish urges, like yes, those feelings. Yes. You're doing something uh, specifically out of like your own selfish need, yes. which um, we'll tap into this real quick since it is Witchy Wednesday. Um, I mean, if it like, you know, we, we don't necessarily go by a lot of uh, traditional pagan rules that they mm-hmm. usually would have, you know, like the, the things that they've got down in their, in their book or whatever. But um, I want to say that one of them was like that you would, you would not do magic that was like selfish or of uh, yeah. I can't remember exactly how they quote that because I'm, you guys, this is what I'm saying. It's kind of like, like I'm, isn't I'm really that called like the rule of three in Wicca? Like kind of sort of. Well, yeah. So maybe, maybe it's more like, maybe it's more of in that light, like saying, you know, you don't want to put out anything that is like, I would say negatively selfish because that can come back to you in, yeah. in, in threefold. Now that's how some people think of it. I personally don't think of it in that way, but I would say, obviously when you're doing something that, um, goes against someone else's free will, mm-hmm. that is where you cross into the dark magic realm. Yes. And so that is why it kind of teeters on that line of dark magic, because as soon as you kind of, uh, go into curving someone else's actions, their will, their right, free will, yeah. that kind of, uh, that kind of crosses the lines. And I mean, I I don't even, I mean, dark, dark magic bad. is great. It's, right. It's, it's, it's really bad. good just in places. You just you guys... have to know your intentions. You have yeah. to know, you don't, you don't want to be putting somebody else or yourself in jeopardy just because you have a crush on someone. Or, right. And right. I would even go as far as to say, that's not even love magic. That's you said, you said lust magic earlier. And that's actually a better description because mm-hmm. it's, Lust is like fleeting and temporary and strictly like exactly. emotional and kind of meaningless. <laughs> because, because it can go so bad it, so quickly. Yeah. Like the, the, the and you can love, l- quote unquote, that you may be looking for is really more of an obsession or yeah. more of a um, fatuation yeah. and not necessarily love. So you might end up with a... Uh, what you thought you wanted, which was the person giving you a lot of attention, mm-hmm. but then it might turn into and controlling you, yes. or overbearing. Or you fall out of lust with that person and they're still obsessed with you, like exactly. that sort of thing. So it's just one of those things that we that you keep in mind when you're that kinda, dabbling on that line. That kind of takes us into another question. Like, what would some good alternatives to that, like, love or lust magic be? So I would say, honestly, like... Clarity. Sex magic for sure. Yeah, huh? well, no, <laughs> we, we already talked about yeah, that. Like, just... well, yeah, sex magic for sure. I was going to take it like on the other line saying like focus more on clarity. Yeah. Like doing some clarity magic, yes. like trying to get your third eye clear so you yeah. can really see what it is that you for sure. need. Um, some grounding your, too, right, I think would grounding, be really good. For sure. Grounding would be another one because I think a lot of times love can tend to sweep us into this illusion that mm-hmm. especially when it's fresh and mm-hmm. when you're so deep and head over hills for someone you're not seeing clearly so definitely ground yourself 
Also, I think your heart chakra could be a good one in that one because, I mean, yes. it's the heart chakra. Absolutely. And sometimes when your heart chakra is out of whack, you may be feeling something that you think is love and it's not at all. Because, I mean, you're, you're, those spiritual points in your spiritual body are clogged and uh-huh. unable to process the information that you're receiving. Right. Right. Absolutely. I would also say another one would be like, man, do some trauma cleansing. For sure. Yeah. Um, Do some, do some some shadow work. Truly. Yes. Shadow work would be another great one to do instead of love magic, because really sometimes the things that we are trying to uh, seek from an external point really are going to come from inside. And we may not be able to see that when we have the blinders on. So I think, um, I do. That's one that I do all the time. When I am having a moment where I kind of feel like I'm starting to, uh, what is the best way to describe that? One of those, (sighs) one of those moments where I'm kind of starting to feeling out of balance a little bit. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I haven't shared this a lot on the, on the podcast, but you you know, I am a, I am a person who has gone through some tremendous changes over the last, you know, year and a half. But one of those big ones was, you know, I lost like over a hundred pounds. And one of the things that kind of made that hard for me was literally self-love, like just loving myself in myself, in my image, the way that I am right now. Yeah. And that is still a work in progress. But a lot of times when I would have a really hard time loving myself and really seeing myself as, beautiful or worthy or just like accepting where I'm at, Mm -hmm. I would do a little bit of shadow work and kind of say to myself, where is that pain coming from that isn't allowing you to fully like just accept yourself and where and where you are? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it's just deep seated hurt. Shadow work is literally like the deepest form of like self-love magic that mm-hmm. you could possibly do and it's not even i wouldn't even necessarily consider it fully in the magic realm but because that was a concept that was kind of not invented but discovered by the psychologist like this i think he was a swedish psychologist carl jung young carl jung mm-hmm. and i mean that's straight out of psychology that's a place where magic and science meet and there's no seam like yeah for sure which would explain why some of some of Carl's later work was in the occult. So he was yeah. That's something that psychologists don't like to talk about <laughs> is that Carl Jung was also a wizard. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So it does meet. In yeah, world. yeah. There's For a place sure. where science and magic meet. Yeah. Um, what what da, 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 da. So I know we were kind of talking a little bit. Um about pretty much just like so if you have been exposed to love magic Mm -hmm. how would you how would you break a spell well i think of the first part of that would be how would you recognize that you have a love spell on you okay yeah that's a good question i'll start there so how would you recognize all right honestly i've got a couple here yeah um if you're feeling kind of like a if you're feeling like you're drawn to someone that you have specifically said to yourself i am not going to go near this person yes you can't help it but to feel drawn towards them um that could be a magical tie or or an energy tie and you'll feel if you're if you know yourself enough Mm -hmm. you will feel like the inorganic nature of that feeling right because there's gonna be a if it is magic it. because yeah. it's gonna feel like you're feeling it first but like if you know yourself well enough if, if you've done shadow work and you do enough meditation just, just and self-reflection strong, right? you will come to a time when you like can recognize that sort of thing because you'll recognize it as being very inauthentic to who you are right even though you are being pulled right and so that's that's one way to know, okay, this may not be like a, a genuine feeling that I may have. Yeah. Um, another one would be like the um, all like if, if you out of nowhere have like dreams about a certain person. Yeah. I've heard that I that's been that. a really big indicator that someone may have put a, like a spell on you because uh, usually that's their way of kind of getting into your subconscious kind of making you think of them um because that's the easiest place to penetrate your brain is where you're not able to 
I even heard on like another podcast a while back, they were talking about how like the person casting the love spell on you may not even be into magic and all that. They may just be like hardcore lusting over you exactly, and just their wishful lusting is the spell itself, even though they don't even know they're practicing magic or they're yeah. doing magic. Like yeah. it may not even be something they're consciously doing. But it could be something like that. Well, exactly. Yes. It's, it's kind of like what what I would call like you know the the energy, the energy attracting. Like when you're, like I, uh, I would equip like equate that to when you're talking about someone. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they call you. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking yeah. about you, or I was just talking about you. That's yeah. kind of the same thing. It's the same kind of it's, yeah. Uh, same it's, kind of manifestation. Right. It's almost like that, but, you know, times 10 because they're, like, madly in love with you. Yeah. And want you. They're thinking dirty thoughts so about you. So bad that they're, like, they're thinking of all the ways that they can get you. They're doing sex magic in, about in you and don't even know it. In their bed and in their head <laughs> and, and all of their places. So they're trying to do things. Now, yeah. So, so that's one way. Um, another way would be um, if you start to have really intrusive thoughts mm -hmm. that are uh, like just kind of like uh out of nowhere you're starting to really have intrusive thoughts about this person yeah um you start to think about them a lot more than you usually would yeah um that's usually a sign that they're you know they've got some energy pulling towards you and and yeah so just be just being aware of those feelings that kind of usually would feel like uh like they're coming from you mm -hmm. but usually you would not have those feelings like it's it's i would describe that as uh let's say you dated someone before mm -hmm. and you broke up with them because mm -hmm. you did no longer have feelings for them and then out of nowhere three months later you just start to think about them all of a sudden and start oh, yeah. dreams of them and start to think about them all the time i wonder how daniel's doing that's probably what you get he's been no it's probably why you get so many couples <laughs> I've, I've known a lot of couples in my life that will like divorce and get yeah. married divorce get married yeah. it's that kind of it's that back and forth listen, shuffle listen to me you are not <laughs> you are not interested in daniel okay no you are really needing to move on but yeah the, the energy force is pulling you back and and so that is kind of how you can recognize it now how you can break that kind of situation so if you're realizing mm -hmm. you're in a moment where you're like okay i need to mm -hmm. protect myself i need to cleanse myself because mm -hmm. this energy is not me i you know do not want this do not need this don't have any desire for it the best ways to do that is to just protect yourself um for sure you know wear a nice piece of jewelry um of a nice protective crystal yeah something that resonates with you that you you think of as like protective or yes. yes or cleansing yes um you can also i would say like encapsulate that energy mm -hmm. you know place do do a nice like freeze jar or something um if you are suspecting that a certain person may be trying to um put a love spell on you or has put a love spell on you find ways to completely detach yourself from that person do not see them do not communicate with them um, do not communicate with people that communicate with them. Um, you have to give yourself a healing space to completely detach from that situation because any ties that you allow to exist are only allowing that hurt to come into your life more. For sure. And so you need to cut the cord. I would also say like if you are into any sort of deity or spirit work, those times may be a good time to like cultivate your relationship with those deities because yeah. spirits and like even ancestors are really good about protecting you from, you know, other witches or other intentions like that sort of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was actually one that I was looking into. Like, um, one of the Yoruba gods, like ocean, the actual story, um, behind that was, it was a, God that uh, in in West Africa 
the origin was that she was put there to kind of like create this world. And then mm-hmm. there were to leave off. There were these men there that were trying to create the world before um, her. And so she gave a bunch of women a ton of soup, like a ton of power. Yeah. And then kind of had them come against like these group of men and said that like, you're not going to be successful without women ever. Mm. And so like that was like the the power of ocean so Burn. like right so <laughs> so now like when you think of like like so now like when you're going to the goddess of ocean you're trying to ask for like spiritual strength yeah you're asking for power yeah you're asking for like female empowerment totally. um and and love from like from water from like from within mm-hmm. and like that's a goddess I'm trying to get closer to because I think that um, that's kind of like the kind of energy that I would like to have more of yeah. is just like this this energy that kind of comes against like I stand strong and um, if I'm ever feeling like something is coming against me I can use that goddess energy for sure like ocean energy and say like nothing shall come against me <laughs> that's kind of badass because i kind of just learned something about you because i'm also trying to cultivate like a stronger bond with thor yeah for the exact same reasons because he is like a protector god like in the pan in the norse pantheon he was literally he's the child of odin and yord and yord is the earth and he's basically the protector of mankind and also kind of like a protector of the home and like just an overall protector god like he can hallow areas like he's a good deity to work with if you like want to like cleanse your altar space or like cleanse your home or bless your home like that sort of thing and like make it impenetrable by like negative forces including lust and love spells (laughs) like yeah so that's kind of cool i didn't that's kind of cool two different pantheons and deities but like uh, we're both trying to work with them or get to know them a little better for the exact same reasons. I think that's kind of neat. Well, also I think what's really neat is I feel like they're both kind of in, um, weather related a little bit. No, I was, no, I was just going to say, I feel like they both kind of relate more like closely to our heritage origins. Yeah, totally. I was trying to learn a little bit more about like Yoruba gods and goddesses because of, um, you know, my African roots and like oh, just gotcha. wanting yeah. to, to learn a little bit more about them. And so when I read a little bit more about Ocean, I was like, oh, that's really, really cool because that's a goddess that I didn't know anything about. And I, um, I want to empower more of that. Like I want to like kind of connect more with that energy yeah, and, and kind of see like more of how that might make me feel a little bit better that's in, my, in my own energy and my own power. I like that a lot. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this, um, I think that there's a lot, there's a lot to be said here. Um, I know that we were kind of trying to share a little bit more about how to protect yourself from like any type of magical love spells that you may be under, but Mm -hmm. you know, kind of just the, the ones that we've mentioned in the past, you know, Give yourself a, a salt ritual, maybe do a cord cutting or just um, abstain from sex for a little while. Okay. Give yeah. yourself some you time and just focus on yourself. Totally. Um, but for the most part, you all do love magic simply out of pure love. Um, don't do any type of magical spell that you don't feel comfortable with, um, obviously. And definitely when you're trying to include someone else, just be considerate and thoughtful of that other person's feelings because no matter what we do in magic... And the consent. Yeah. 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 Because no matter what we do in magic, it's important that, you know, the energies flow where the energies go. For sure. And we there's a lot of talk of, like, consent and, like, physical mm-hmm. physical relationships, but I also think there should be just as much concern in magical relationships and spiritual relationships as consent. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, um, since it is, since it is witchy Wednesday, I thought obviously we would go ahead and pull a card. That's a great idea. And, uh, just see if we 
can find a loving message for the week. I like that idea. So, um, I have my Golden Girls Tarot deck. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. I, yeah, I really think that, honestly, I mean, is it not perfect to just pull out some Betty when you need love? Oh, man. Betty was so much love. She was. She was, man. She was such a loving figure, and, um... And I think that we can all say that, like, you know, if we if we don't agree on one thing, we all agree that we love Betty. For sure. I, you see the <laughs> memes. You see the memes everywhere. Like, who else could live to be 99 years old and, like, the entire world agrees that you died too soon? Like, yeah, <laughs> Betty, Betty White. Betty, man. So, um, I have the cards, and I just want to pull a card. I'm going to pull, let's say we'll do three today. I always usually pull one, but I'm going to pull three today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just pull three quick cards that kind of will give us a quick little message about what we need to hear for for love. Yeah. Since we are on a little love reading. A little love a little love kick this this week. Yeah. Oh, we got a good well, I'm not going to tell you anything, but we've got a good lineup for next week too. It's we got we got some good stuff coming. Yeah, yeah, we do. All right, so our first card is the Queen of Cups. Our second card is the Ace of Wands. And our last card is the Four of Swords. So I'm going to just go ahead and read these in a past, present, and future type of reading. I feel like that's usually the best way to read a three-card spread for me, at least. So it says that in the past, our first card being the Queen of Cups, um, we usually have had, um, you know, some... Some emotional stability things mm-hmm. that we've had to kind of confront. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to just being like a compassionate person, like in your own space, like that nurturing energy that we've all kind of needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's something that we've had to deal with in our, in our past, like our empathic past. Yeah. Like just, uh, trying to figure out how to tune into those intuitions. Yes. And so the card is really just all about saying like, just trust yourself, trust like that where you came from, you are a, t- a highly intuitive person. Yeah. You've, you've, um, you've got all the answers in you right, already. And, and you're able to know like what it is that you need to feel understood and, and um, just recognize that you like have that in yourself. Like that's, that's your past self telling you to love yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. Some so cosmic self-love. Yeah, so that's a really good one. Um, and then for our present card, we have the Ace of Wands. And so this card is just kind of telling you that right now your energy is very your energy is very inspiring. There's a lot of potential for growth and new opportunities right now. Um and that, uh, especially if there's anything that has to do with love, like right now you are feeling inspired, you are feeling aligned and there's a lot of opportunity for you to use love to elevate yourself to, to the higher, to the higher energy that you have. Totally. Um, your present passion always kind of feels a little small, but just remember that treat these things kind of like a project, mm-hmm. like a, an experiment, like a trial, you have to keep going. You have to keep doing it if that's, you want it to work. That's like the imposter syndrome that I've heard you talk about a lot. Yeah. That reminds me of that, like falls into that. Like yeah. never doubt yourself. Even if you're new in something, just, I mean, everybody is new in something when they start it, And then before you know it, they're experts. And that's, exactly. that's you too. Like don't yeah. ever doubt yourself. Just keep learning keep moving forward and keep doing yeah and that's and, and that's a perfect card for like present because that's exactly yeah how i think a lot of us are feeling yeah and then our last card for the future 
is our Four of Swords, which is telling us that the future holds a lot of rest and peace and self-protection and love. And mm-hmm. I love that message. I love that a lot. I think what it's trying to tell us is that uh, through everything, our future will hold for us a breather. Like, take a minute to remember that you are heading towards a better time mm-hmm. where everything is going to feel just a little bit more organized, um, a little bit more rejuvenating to your soul. Um, those new challenges are not going to feel as irritating as they may seem right now. Like yeah. you're going to feel a little bit more like you are in control, like you are. It's going to get synced up. Right. There are glimmers of hope to see within your future. Yeah. And uh, love is all around that. So I like that. Yeah, this was a beautiful reading. Oh and my these goodness. cards are amazing. They like, are my favorite cards. Like uh, you're talking about the self protection part. Like Dorothy is the co- yes. is the character on self protection. Yeah. And she is like the ultimate don't fuck with me character. I, d- I know. I love it. But um, I think that that reading holds for us a lot of really good energy. For sure. And yeah. I am so happy that I got to share that with you all. Um, I will share these card pulls on our social media. If you want to check us out on uh, Instagram and Facebook at heathen and the hedge podcast. Um, Yeah. Please make sure to, uh, if you would like, you know, to like this stuff, comment, share, um, use our link tree. If you need to find any, you know, personal links that we may have. And um, please just let us know your feedback, how you've been liking these podcasts. We love sharing this with you all. And uh, as always, you all are our heretic tribe. Yeah, you're our crazy little heretics. And we love you. Yeah, we do. So um, thank you all so much for joining us for another Witchy Wednesday. And I hope that you all have really enjoyed this episode. Um, It's been a fun one. I loved researching this one. I mean, I hope that this has given you a whole new perspective on love magic. And I hope that if you do decide to go into it, if it's something you've never tried, that you're feeling, you know, a little bit more confident now. Because it does have a really bad stigma of just being that lust magic, that like selfish, dirty lust magic. Yeah. (laughs) Like, But there's so much more than that to that. And I'm really glad that we did this episode because it really... Even I had that stigma against it. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's opened our so eyes. So it's nice to know that I've been doing love magic unbeknownst to myself. In the right way. This whole damn time. Yeah, in the right way. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Well, this has been Heathen and the Hedge. Yes. I'm Shay. And my name is Merlin. And thank you all so much for being here. Blessed be, y'all. We love you guys. Peace. <laughs>